VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. Friends, we thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. As you listen to Crosstalk, you will know that there has been a significant uptick in the intensity of the issues that are bombarding us across this nation and really, in fact, all over the world. And it's not just a single battle that's being waged, but an all-out war on numerous fronts. I mean, there's the attack on biblical values, the demonizing of Christianity, the escalation of lawlessness, the emerging secular agenda, the growing control of the populace evidenced in the spiritual battle taking place. And to some, they may see these as being incidental or isolated or accidental incidents, maybe disconnected. But ladies and gentlemen, they all share a common thread. And this common thread is the promotion of globalism. Globalism by the powerful elite in order to have supremacy over the people, their land, the government, a commerce, energy, even religion. Our guest today is tackling these matters head-on, not only looking at the perilous times in which we live, but to see how this lust for control is propelling us toward a one-world political system, a one-world economic system, and a one-world religious system. Joining us today, we welcome Dr. Richard Schmidt, pastor of the Union Grove Baptist Church, founder of Prophecy Focus Ministries. He's a speaker on the weekly television program Prophecy Focus, the radio broadcast Prophecy Unfolding. He spent some 32 years in law enforcement, including that of acting sheriff in Milwaukee County until his retirement, but uh, has authored several books, including Are You Going to a Better Place, Daniel's Gap, Paul's Mystery, Tribulation to Triumph, The Olivet Discourse, and the newly released Globalism, The Great World Consumption. Pastor Rich, good to have you with us here on Crosstalk. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me once again. You know, when I look back just 10 years ago, we were dealing with uh, issues on this program, but nothing like the intensity that we're seeing uh, unfold before us here today. Uh, and it seems that uh, year after year that this intensity is is only on the increase, just ratcheting up another notch here. Uh, there's a reason for this. And in your book, Globalism, you indicate that there is actually a mandate for culture, uh, cultural decline during the church age, the precursor for a one world system that the Bible refers to as perilous times. Your, your comments on this? Well, absolutely. The Bible makes it very clear in Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, that know this, the Apostle Paul said, that in the last days, which we need to define, in the last days, perilous times will come. Well, when you analyze that, there's multiple different contexts in which the concept last days is used. Normally, when we look at things from a prophetic standpoint, when we're talking about last days, we're looking at things dealing with the tribulation. But Paul in Second Timothy is literally addressing Timothy regarding horrible, perilous dangerous times that would occur towards the end of the church age in which we currently live. So Paul made it very clear that these things would take place, and that's what we're going to be addressing today. We'll be looking at some of those perilous times, some of the characteristics there, but one of the characteristics can be summed up in the word lawlessness. Uh, You come from a law enforcement background of over three decades. How did we move from a society of law and order to such disregard and even spite for the rule of law? Well, unfortunately, what's taken place over uh, the last generation or two, what we're looking at is a massive change in the political environment across our country. We've gone from one that believed in the rule of law, the Constitution, a strong Supreme Court that backed up the Constitution as written, to where now it is basically, uh, I like to use this new word, de-evolution of what's been taking place. What we're seeing now is the judicial system, specifically in large urban areas, that no longer prosecutes crime. They do what's called deferred prosecution, where instead of charging someone immediately, they just send them home and say, well, if you get caught again, we might implement uh, sanctions. You watch mandatory minimums have gone away. We look at uh, judges that give very, very light sentences. We look at district attorneys across the country that are, are just pushing crime away. They're not taking police reports. They throw them out by the 
droves, if you will, and that's what is leading to what is now a loose society where anarchy and chaos, as we've seen recently with riots in many different places around the country, this is the result of the lack of holding people accountable for the laws that exist on the books. Well, in your brand new book, uh, Globalism, the Great World Consumption, uh, you highlight uh, and go through the perilous times provided uh, as outlined in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And uh, though we can't go into great detail through every one of them, I'd like you to comment on this list that's there because it's not painting a very pretty picture, is it? No, it's not. There's actually 19 different characteristics that the Apostle Paul brought out that would be evident, and and all of these things have been evident for years. When Paul was talking about these things that would occur, every single one of these, it's no stranger to our society. When we look at people being lovers of themselves, lovers of money, which is a huge issue, the narcissistic, materialistic culture in which we live, boasters, people that are, uh, uh, it's all about me attitude, which is just permeating our society right now. Instead of worrying about others and trying to be a good citizen, it's this constant, what's going to get me up the corporate ladder or get me the most money or get me the most benefits. Uh, We talk about blasphemous people. And in context, we're not just talking about blaspheming God. It's just this horrible culture where people are all about myself. They're negative on other people, causing a tremendous amount of disruption, which leads right into what you talked about with lawlessness. That's the culture. Unholy, not just meaning anti-Bible or anti-going to church. We're talking about absolute debauchery, which is taking place. We're watching our culture absolutely dissolve from a Christian nation, which is what uh, back when the founding fathers came into what we have now. 50% of all people now refuse to go to church, according to a Gallup poll. Less uh, than—we're right about 60% of people now, quote-unquote, identify as Christians, where it would have been close to 100% when this country was founded. Haughty, headstrong, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. It's our society. Instead of loving God, going to church— reading our Bible, praying, which would have been the norm even a couple of generations ago when my grandparents were around. Now everything takes place on Sunday. Uh, We have sports events. We have stores that are open. Many people that are hearing this are like, really, that's the way it was just two generations ago? Absolutely. So we're just watching a massive deterioration in our society, which is exactly what the Apostle Paul stated would take place. As you're talking here, Pastor Rich, I'm thinking of Romans chapter 1, verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. That seems to be a a, a commentary on what you were just discussing. Well, absolutely. Romans chapter 1, if, if you look at the beginning of that particular chapter, it's talking about the wrath of God, which is coming in our current church age, based on what? based on people moving away from God, moving towards idolatry, moving towards anything but Christ. And actually, part of what this book deals with, which is just absolutely mind-boggling and shocks the conscience, what we're going to be seeing is in that, actually in Romans chapter 1, which you just cited, that is literally what's leading to this gender dysphoria which is taking place, the massive increase in Am I a man? Am I a woman? The gender issues that are taking place, uh, the LGBTQI, and there's uh, new acronyms that have just come up, which we go through in the book, and it's because what's happening? We're watching our young people getting indoctrinated into these things spoken about in Romans 1, and many folks listening right now have no idea what even these terms, what the new language is, their children, their young people, their teenagers— the young adults are being exposed to this, and we expose it in globalism. Yes, folks, it's all in the book there, and we're just going to be able to scratch the surface on the broadcast today. But as we were just dealing in Second Timothy chapter 3, the final words in this section are these, from such turn away. And uh, we're commanded to turn away from this, and yet it seems that we're really being sucked into the vortex of these perilous times. Absolutely, we are. And uh, uh, unfortunately, it's—and boy— As we look at the new year coming, and I think about this, what are we going to do to stand firm? What are we going to do to 
get the message out that the things that are happening in our society, the horrible outcomes that we've seen happening, which are literally, and I like this term, it literally shocks the conscience of the Christian. I never, Jim, thought in our lifetime I would see the things that are taking place and that are just absolutely blossoming in a horrible way in our society today. And that's leading up to, as you stated, the one world system that Antichrist absolutely will put into place, according to Revelation 13. Dr. Richard Schmidt, our guest here today on Crosstalk, just released Globalism, the Great World Consumption. And while lawlessness is unfolding, you also alert us to the rising persecution of believers that's escalating worldwide. Well, absolutely. And what we're seeing is across the world. Christianity is being pushed down. We're seeing it happen right here in the United States and on a global basis. That's the importance of this. We're not just seeing it locally. These are global issues that are taking place. One of the huge things that every single person under the sound of our voice today globally has gone through is the recent COVID-19 restrictions. Now, I am not here to discuss whether Uh, uh, the vaccines are good, bad, or ugly, or what happened with COVID-19. My issue from a prophetic standpoint is COVID-19 set the stage for a global picture. It's setting the stage for the World Health Organization, which is taking a massive uh, uh, move to get global control. Uh, We've talked about the G20, the G7, other governmental leaders from around the world have come together to try and form, if you will, a one world government, which is exactly what uh, uh, the Apostle John talked about in Revelation 13. So COVID-19 set the stage, if you will, let's shut down churches, not just for a day or two, not just for a month or two, but some places around the country and some places around the world are still going through difficulties just to assemble a church, according to the First Amendment of the Constitution, that should not be an issue in our culture. Right. We have heard Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum as he addressed the world at at G20 um, in uh, November 2022, talking about the necessity of restructuring the world due to the crisis of our time. (laughs) Well, that's exactly right. And what he sees as a crisis is that there's too many people on the earth. And it almost seems like science fiction. It's it's abs- And I go back to that term that shocks the conscience yeah. that uh, these world health organizations, these world globalists, they don't like that the population keeps growing. You showed me an article right before we on, went on the air that our current population is supposedly at 8 billion people, highest it's ever been. And within a short period of time, I think you said 15 to 17 years, they're predicting that we'll be dead. 9 billion people, despite all the things with abortion, with uh, the amount of people that are dying due to catastrophic things around the world, the population is still rapidly exploding, and the globalists say, we've got to shut that down because they're using up too many resources. Pastor Richard Schmidt is with us here today on Crosstalk, and uh, friends, we're just seconds from the break, so we're going to take the break so we don't interrupt the flow of thought in our next segment here, because we're going to be entering into a part of not only talking about the perilous times, but also a time of deceitful doctrine, and uh, we'll be delving into that as well as uh, looking at some of the issues that are taking place on on a worldwide basis to usher in this globalism, the great world consumption. That's the name of the book, and uh, we'll be back to discuss it further uh, here just after. After the break, this is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY America Network. to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, in total, how many animal species have been found in the fossil record? You know, Chris, the answer to this question surprised me. Evolutionists are fond of talking about millions and millions of fossil animal types, but in reality, only about 250,000 fossil species have ever been found. That's far fewer than the number of species that are still existing today. And it certainly is not many compared to the millions and billions of animals which must have existed if evolution were true. What we find in the fossil record are clams and snails and coral, the very same kind of animals that are alive today. Face it, Chris, evolution didn't happen. 
It's not happening today, and it didn't happen in the past, as recorded in the fossils. What happened is creation, just like it says back in Genesis. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Call us at 800-628-7640 and mention the promo code FACT. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Richard Schmidt, our guest in studio here today, just released Globalism, the Great World Consumption. Uh, we are making this book available through Crosstalk, and uh, just looking at the clock, we are just scratching the surface. There's so much material in this book of uh, well over uh, 200 pages, and uh, it is uh, that which uh, covers so much of this, uh, what, what we see taking place in our world. It's as, as current as today's newspaper. And uh, we're making this available through Crosstalk, our way of saying thank you for your support of $16 or more. And that does include the shipping coming to you. Uh, If you'd like to obtain the book, uh, just call our switchboard here uh, or go online, vcyamerica.org. You'll find it there, vcyamerica.org, or by calling toll-free 1-800-729-9829. That's 1-800-729-9829. 9829. You can ask for your copy or copies of the book entitled Globalism, the Great World Consumption. Uh, We were talking about the perilous times, and for the one world satanic system to take place, you indicate in your book that there are prerequisites that must take place. Uh, You indicate in chapter two of your book that one such prerequisite is deceitful doctrine. Comment on this, if you would. Well, the unfortunate thing is we get closer and closer to the rapture of the church age saints that uh, the second Timothy, again, in chapter 4, brings out the things that absolutely will take place. And he said there will be deceitful doctrine. People will turn away from the truth. They will have itching ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to fables. That's exactly what we're seeing happen in many of our, even our good churches. We get sucked into the socialism. We get sucked into the pluralism and the syncretism, what does that mean? It means that the Christian church is adopting secular principles, secular philosophies, and it's totally destroying God's truth. So in that that particular thing about doctrine, what should we be doing? Well, he gives us several things to do, actually nine commands in that passage. Preach the Bible and the Bible only. Be ready in season and out of season. Well, in season means when people are actually accepting the word, which isn't happening. We're out of season right now, so it's so much more important to preach God's word. And then he says, listen, uh, Timothy, which is basically to all preachers, convince, rebuke, exhort, be watchful in all things. Here's another interesting thing. He said, endure afflictions. Persecution's going to rise. Bible makes it very clear that those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer what? persecution, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. That's one of the poorest things the Christian church is doing today. We give money to missions, but we don't do missions at home. In other words, are we getting out the gospel? Are we fulfilling our ministry by doing the mission of the church? What is God's mission? Luke nineteen ten. The for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save those who are lost. 1 Timothy 1.15, Paul reiterated that and said, listen, this is a faithful and acceptable saying that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And, and Jim, as we're seeing across the country in many Christian churches, evangelism has taken a back seat to many, many other different things. When God made it clear, it's one of the most important things that should be taking place as we face these globalists who are trying to ruin our society. Friends, as you have just heard him uh, outlay here today, the question many people have is how do we maneuver through these times? And and that litany that he just gave there very quickly, you'll find more in the book about preaching the word, to be ready in season, reprove, uh, convince, rebuke, exhort, uh, be watchful in all things. All of these are aspects of things that we need to be actively engaged in at this time. Well, uh, Pastor, after laying out the perilous times and the biblical commands for believers, section two in your book is entitled The Prophetic Mandate for the Satanic One World System. Why do you use that terminology, prophetic mandate? Well, because in Revelation 13, it's not allegorized, it's not spiritualized. God makes it absolutely perfectly clear 
that there will be a time when the seven-year tribulation, right in the middle, what's going to happen, Satan himself literally is at war with God in Revelation chapter 12, verse 7. Satan, therefore, is absolutely furious with God. He's furious what's taking place on this earth. And the Bible says that Satan himself will be infiltrating this world system. The satanic trinity will form as outlined in Revelation 13 again. Satan, the beast, which is the Antichrist and the false prophet, the three members of the satanic trinity, Satan always mimics what God does. What's going to take place? Well, if you go through Revelation 13, which we do in this book, very detailed, we show three things that are going to take place. Absolutely a one-world government, catch that, a one-world global government, a one-world global economy, and a one-world global religion will form. So Revelation 13 spells this out, what? That it will be indeed a satanic one-world system that God mandates must come to pass during the second half of the tribulation. So in chapter 3 of your book, you lay out God's prophetic timetable. Why do you believe it's important for us to understand, for believers in Christ to understand this timetable? Well, understanding prophecy, we can see what's taking place in society today. All these things aren't just going to pop up in 30 seconds after the rapture takes place. Thus, as uh, our good friend and uh, who's in heaven now, Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, used to say, the, the what is happening? We're seeing the stage being set for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled. So when we're looking at global currency— when we're looking at a global health organization, when we're looking at a global meteorological organization, all these things which we go into detail in the book about, all these globalists which are setting the stage for what? For the things in Revelation actually to come to fruition. So understanding where we're headed, Jim, and that's the thing that is, it's exciting, but it it is kind of scary to be quite frank. We're seeing things in the church age that are getting things ready for when the Antichrist literally will set up that mandated system that God states is coming. So the more we're informed, the more we understand why these things are happening, a little bit easier it is. So here's the good news. The good news is as we see these things happening, Jim, how close are we to the rapture of the church? It's got to be soon. So we uh, have done a full program already with you on that timeline, really, uh, and looking at the Olivet Discourse and things that would be unfolding, etc. But just a a brief overview of that timeline from from this point until the end times. Give us a brief overview. All right. Well, very quickly, and again, we have multiple charts and pictures within the book that can help people. Uh, Trying to say it is, is difficult for people sometimes to comprehend, so we do put charts and graphs and so forth within the book to help folks. But here's the basic. We currently live since the death, burial, resurrection, ascension of Christ. What started? Well, the church age, the age of grace in which we currently live. It's gone on for about two thousand years. The next major event on God's prophetic calendar is the rapture or the removal of the church age saints. First Thessalonians four, thirteen to eighteen, first Corinthians fifteen, fifty to four. After that the Antichrist will come on the scene and confirm a covenant with Israel, basically a peace treaty. Daniel nine twenty seven. Seven years of horrible tribulation will take place spoken of in Revelation chapter 4, verse 2 through Revelation 19, 21. Jesus Christ returns and sets up his 1,000-year millennial kingdom, Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 to 7. At, At the end of that, there will be a final, if you will, judgment that will take place on the earth, and then it'll lead to the white throne judgment where all the unsaved will be judged, Revelation 20, 11 to 15. And then finally, uh, we'll enter into eternity future, either with Christ, those that have placed their faith and trust in him, or unfortunately, those who refuse to put their faith and trust in Christ to an eternity in an awful place called the Lake of Fire, Revelation 21.8. So as you see all of this unfolding today, this globalism that is advancing today, it, it really places an intense burden on the heart that time is running out. The good news needs to be shared. Well, absolutely. And that's where we go back to uh, 2 Timothy 4, where he said, listen, 
listen, Christian, listen, preacher, listen, those who trust Christ, do the work of an evangelist. These things are coming. We're in the beginning stages now. The stage, again, is being set for these horrible, horrible things to happen. If the rapture happens tomorrow, is your friend, is your loved one, is your person who's uh, maybe a spouse or a child or a grandparent or a mother or dad, if we're gone that influence is gone, and this world is going to turn to a disastrous state shortly after we leave. Pastor Richard Schmidt with us today. Again, the book Globalism, the Great World Consumption. We're making it available through Crosstalk, our way of saying thank you for your support of $16 or more. Available at vcyamerica.org or by calling one 800 729-9829. Uh, section 3 of your book deals with the topic of one world government. And in discussing one world government, the first item you bring up, and you mentioned previously, COVID-19, the coronavirus pandemic. There's a correlation between COVID-19 and one world government? No, there absolutely is. What we've seen as never, ever before in the history of the world, COVID-19 Again, we're not talking about the virus itself. We're not, we're not talking about the vaccines themselves, but they're all offshoots of what's happened on a global, not a national, a global basis. The entire world has majorly changed since COVID. They're now pushing, and it just came out like a day or two ago, they're talking again about the passports the, that are going to be connected to the coronavirus and probably future pandemics and issues that are coming up. Never before in the history of the world, I couldn't travel to Israel, which I had three tours lined up to go to Israel and, and one in Europe had to shut it down because of the restrictions on a global basis. Travel's been restricted. People going to different places have been restricted. We looked at mask mandates, vaccine mandates all across the world. Jim, nothing like this has ever happened on a global basis in the history of the world. And what is it doing? It is setting the stage. It's not about COVID-19. What it is about is the globalists setting the stage for what exactly God said will will happen in Revelation 13, the one world government, religion, and economy. When you were on the program with us not long ago talking about the Olivet Discourse, and you went through the seal judgments, the trumpet judgments, the bold judgments, as Scripture unfolds these judgments uh, that are going to take place during the tribulation, disease and plague, such as we've seen with covid that's part of the judgment, too, is it not? Well, absolutely it is. In fact, the Bible makes it very clear in Revelation, once again, in the first set of judgments, the sealed judgments, one-fourth of the world's population is going to die. Now, Jim, we've talked about this. Eight billion people currently live on the earth. We were absolutely beside ourselves when one million people in America died. We're talking about two billion, not million, two billion people dying in the first part of the tribulation. This will be due to what? The pestilences, the plagues, the things that are going to be happening. We get a little bit further into the book of Revelation. We find out that over 50% of the world's population, that is over 4 billion people that God makes it very clear will die. And part of this is due to the pandemics, if you will, the pestilences, the horrible vileness that will be on this earth. It's, it's absolutely beyond our comprehension as to how difficult this earth is going to get. So, friends, the death that we have seen in this world to, to this point is just a tiny microcosm of the number of deaths that are going to take place during the forthcoming tribulation. You spent a full chapter on lawlessness. We brought that up to some degree here, but you're not optimistic that things are going to get better on this earth. Absolutely not. You know, there's those that believe that uh, the world is going to get better, which is going to usher in Christ's return. Well, it's, the Bible makes it clear it's the exact opposite of that. Perilous times will come. Things will get worse and worse and worse as we prepare for when Jesus Christ literally comes back to this earth to set up his kingdom. Much of this unfolded in the book Globalism, the Great World Consumption, and we'll have more discussion on this book following the break as you listen to Crosstalk right here on the VCY American Network. Christmas has become ground zero in an ongoing culture war where nativity scenes are nixed. Merry Christmas becomes Happy Holidays, and even the word Christmas is considered by some as offensive. 
Addressing this ongoing battle is the book, The War on Christmas, edited by Bodie Hodge from Answers in Genesis. With full-color pictures and illustrations throughout, The War on Christmas provides answers concerning a host of issues and misconceptions surrounding Christmas. You'll learn where the name Christmas comes from. Is it a pagan holiday? What about replacing Christ with the letter X? You'll find chapters on the Christmas star, the virgin birth, the magi, why creation is important to Christmas, and so much more. This book also presents the gospel, which is often lost as this time is celebrated. The War on Christmas is available for a donation of $18 by calling VCY America at 1-800-729-9829. You're tuned to Crosstalk on VCY America. Pastor Richard Schmidt, our guest today, pastor of Union Grove Baptist Church, founder of Prophecy Focus Ministries, and uh, author of the new book, Globalism, The Great World Consumption. Uh, there is so much uh, to unfold in this book here, but you've got another chapter in this book um, uh, under the uh, One World Government dealing with the topic of gender. And I'd like to ask, what's the connection between gender and globalism? Well, there's a massive importance here, and we talked about Revelation or Romans chapter 1, actually, that made it very clear. And these are things that are going to compound during the last days of the church age, and we are seeing it in living color. You cannot, in fact, we're seeing it in the rainbow color everywhere across our country and across the world, the issue of uh, the gender identity and things. Now, I want to get very quickly into this because this is a massively important topic that, quite frankly, I really didn't realize how significant and how dangerous it is right now. So while I was doing the research for the book, and I put a lot of very specific things in the book regarding this gender issue because many of the parents listening, many of the grandparents, parents listening, have no clue what their children are being exposed to. I've been in law enforcement for 32 years, a preacher for over 40 years, and my research brought out things that shocked my uh, uh, conscience, if you will, as to what's taking place. What we're talking about are drugs that are causing puberty suppression and that can, in some places, be administered without parental consent. We're talking about stopping the development of one's reproductive system. We're talking about gender hormone Therapy. We're talking about radical surgery that is literally destroying uh, the ability to have children and, and the confusion that's taking place. It, it's, it's absolutely of, and I'll use this term, biblical proportions. We're now seeing that 70 plus percent of the new generation that have reached puberty are now doubting whether they're a male or a female. We're looking at what back in my generation, which is, of course, uh, I'm a bit older than the young people, and we're just seeing this massive increase where uh, uh, homosexuality, lesbianism, that's that's just the tip of the iceberg. We're talking about young people that literally have no clue who they are, and they are hearing this in the schools, they're hearing this from uh, their friends, and there's so much vocabulary out there, which I include in the book that moms and dads and grandparents, they have no clue about what's taking place today. I didn't have a clue about it until I did the research, and the children and the young people are being indoctrinated into, it's time to change your gender. If you're suffering, if you're not good at what you're doing, it's time to change your gender. This is a mantra that's being forced upon our children, and why is this important? Because the globalist position is, you get everybody doubting themselves. You get everybody that's going to turn themselves into the government, come under government control, and that's exactly what's happening with these gender issues. On a recent crosstalk, I had interviewed Jeff Kinley, and uh, he wrote a book uh, entitled As It Was in the Days of Noah, and he indicated that sexual perversion was very indicative during the time of Noah. Would you agree with that? Well, absolutely. We've seen throughout history one of the key things that has happened, past, present, and prophetic, is that there is always these perversions that are taking place. Satan has used what God instituted as the 
grounds for marriage, one man, one woman coming together to replenish the earth, be fruitful and multiply. Satan has instead twisted all this around, used the corruption. Now, I want to go back to Romans 1 very quickly because, again, God made it very, very specific that due to the the generation of man's conscience, the generation of their moral character, God made it clear, I gave people up to vile affections, men with men, women with women, working that which is un, or that is shameful. So we go into dramatic detail here as to what's taking place, the vocabulary that's being used, because I'm, I'm guaranteeing that most adults have no idea of the severity of what's taking place in the public schools and around the country today. Pastor Richard Schmidt with us today. You also have a chapter dealing with climate change. You call it the new deception. Tell us what you mean by that, the new deception. Well, what's taking place with climate change or global warming, as the other common term is used, this is another one of the globalist main tools to get people to come together on an allegedly great idea that's going to save the world from this horrible destruction of the earth. Well, let me make this very clear. Number one, I do believe that we should take care of what God has given to us. We shouldn't destroy the planet on purpose. We should have proper care for it. But God makes it very clear. This earth is not going away anytime soon. The seven-year tribulation, the 1,000-year millennium, that means there's a minimum of 1,007 years that this earth will be around. The globalists have taken what is the alleged issues with the fossil fuel, and we go into this in detail and the amount of, and a lot of statistical information is given to show what? To show that the globalists are painting a picture that literally is is unsustainable in what they want. The big, one of the things we touch on, and I go into great detail on the electric car issue, well... Where is all the resources going to come for for the batteries and the electric and, and the things that are basically the uh, the Biden administration and others around the world have come up and it's like, well, we're going to do this and put massive trillions of dollars, if you will, into a worldwide system for uh, electric cars. You're going to see if you read the read the data, which I supply it's impossible to do what they're saying that should be done. Well, wow. well, friends, it's all about control, isn't it? Absolute uh, uh, control and climate change being used as part of that new deception. But you indicate in your book there's going to be an absolute prophetic climate change. What do you mean by that? Well, what's coming in uh, Revelation chapter 16, the fourth bowl judgment or vile judgment, if you use the King James Version, what's going to take place? God made it very clear right at the end of the tribulation period, the end of the seven-year tribulation period, God himself is going to crank up the heat. The Bible says men will be scorched, uh, basically. Why? Because the sun, and he says the sun will be turned up to a high degree where people will literally be scorched. Now, this is only going to happen for a short period of time, but global warming, uh, it's absolutely going to happen according to Revelation 16. But again, this is God's judgment on sinful mankind. It will be a short-lived judgment, again, to do what? To try and get people's attention to turn to Christ. But as usual, they'll refuse. Friends, again, the book is available. Our way of saying thank you for your support of $16 or more to Crosstalk, available at vcyamerica.org or by calling one 800 Seven two nine nine eight two nine. The final section of your book deals with a one-world economy. Unfold for us what's taking place. Well, this is a absolutely amazing what's going on right now. And again, I never thought we'd see this in our lifetime, uh, but it's happening. So many people are very aware of what's known as the World Economic Forum. I know you played some clips from an individual named Klaus Schwab, who is uh, basically the head of this. What the World Economic Forum is doing, and they they make no uh, apologies about it, they are looking to get a one-world global currency. This is not science fiction. We're not making this up. This is literally what's taking place. You talked a little bit earlier in the program about the G20 summit in Indonesia, where Klaus Schwab, again, is making it very, very clear that this globalist position with the world governments including America. Our president was was at the G20 summit. 
Uh, I include in the book multiple documents from the White House making it very clear that they are researching and in all likelihood will latch on someday to this potential global currency. We're not there yet, but why is that important? Well, we go to Revelation chapter 13. What does God say is going to happen? One world economy. No one may buy or sell unless they have the mark of the beast. What's the mark of the beast? Either on the hand or the forehead. Nobody can buy or sell unless they have that mark, which means they're going to be a one world global currency, a one world economy, and the stage is being set through the World Economic Forum as we speak. We've been hearing the term Great Reset. There is a definite connection between what we have heard, the Great Reset, and all these things that you've unfolded today. Well, the Great Research or Great Reset set, there we go, uh, basically came out of Klaus Schwab when, uh, how are we going to recover from COVID-19? Mm-hmm. A globalist problem. The globalist said, listen, we're in a horrible recession. Money, uh, uh, money and jobs and resources, everything's in a turmoil now. By the way, how did that happen? Well, it happened because the globalist leaders made it, made quite frankly, were part of the problem here, making these things happen. The economy was shut down. Folks, all you have to do is go to the gas pump. Now, I know the prices have recently come down, but I will guarantee you they're going to be going up again based on supply and demand. It's coming again. Resources, uh, food is becoming a problem. Farmland is becoming a problem because uh, all across our country, indeed, China's been buying up our farmland and places by uh, uh, silos that have, quite frankly, missiles. So all these things from a globalist perspective, someone is trying to get a hold of the entire world. Well, that someone is going to morph into an individual known as the Antichrist, again, Revelation 13, who will, beyond a shadow of a doubt, set up, as we stated, that mandatory, according to God, One world economy, one world government, and one world religion. Friends, you're tuned to Crosstalk on VCY America, and I know time is short, but we're going to open our phone lines to give you opportunity. If you've got a quick question you would like to ask uh, our guest today, Pastor Richard Schmidt, our phone number is 800-729. Make that 800-733-9829, 800-733-9829. Pastor, in your book are, are various places that you actually urge people to come to Christ, and many people have the tomorrow mentality. Why is such a mentality dangerous? We don't know if we have tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to live past the next five minutes today. Someone could die of a heart attack, drop over suddenly, get killed in a car crash. We don't know if you're going to be here five minutes from now. So it is a sense of urgency for people to understand four quick things. One, that we're all sinners. Romans 3.23, we've all sinned to come short of the glory of God. Every single one of us, because we sinned, if we got what we deserved, would spend an eternity in an awful place called the lake of fire, Revelation 21.8. But Jesus Christ, God's Son, came down from heaven, died on the cross for our sins, and anyone who will place their faith and trust in Christ can, by faith, receive that free gift of eternal life, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. It's a sense of urgency. We don't know when we will breathe our last breath. So, friends, today is the day of salvation. It's the accepted time. And uh, that's one of the things the book compels the reader to come to faith in Jesus Christ as well. There's so much more to unfold in this book, but uh, we've given you an overview, Globalism, the Great Consumption, and uh, available here through Crosstalk. Let's uh, see if we get our first call in before the break. And this is Ed in Spencer, Tennessee. Ed, you're on the air. Yes, hello. I like to talk about uh, the war of Gog and Magog. And uh, as the way I see it, I think that will occur before the last week of Daniel. And if it does... That means that, that we'll be burning the weapons, uh, Israel will be burning the weapons for seven years. So is that true or false? All right. Well, that's a little bit of a different topic, but uh, the war in Gog and Magog, Ezekiel 38 and 39, uh, I will just give a very quick answer. Yes, I agree with what you just stated. Mm-hmm. Thank <laughs> you for the call here, Ed. We're going to take a quick break on Crosstalk. Pastor Richard Schmidt, we're discussing globalism, the great world consumption. We'll be back in just one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network.
For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum recently on video was praising China and all their accomplishments and talked about China as a great model for the rest of the world. Really? Communist China? Well, should we really be shocked when we realize that Klaus Schwab admits on his own website, the World Economic Forum website, that he was mentored by Maurice Strong. Maurice Strong was the head of the Earth Summit in Rio in 1992 and gave us Agenda 21, now known as Agenda 2030. It was Maurice Strong who said, isn't the only hope for the planet that the industrialized civilizations collapse? Isn't it our responsibility to bring that about? Well, that's exactly what they're doing, and the World Economic Forum says by 2030 you'll own nothing and be happy. They openly brag about taking advantage of one crisis after another, but many of them are manipulated. Will they manipulate the railroad crisis and the strike potentially December 9th? The economic crisis, the border crisis, the drug crisis? You bet they will. Are you prepared? I'm Brandon House. And friends, we're wanting to stay with this uh, topic of globalism here today, and uh, not just all of Bible prophecy. We kind of gave an overview of what's to unfold, but you'll find a lot of details in the book Globalism, The Great World Consumption. Uh, let's go right back to, to the phone lines. We've got Mark in Monroe, Wisconsin. Mark, you're on the air with Pastor Richard Schmidt. Yeah, um, my comment is, um, I, I think cowardness is oh, the main reason in the U.S. that has emboldened the globalist movement. Uh, especially after the midterm election and the recent same-sex marriage act. Instead of a red wave, it seems like it was more of an orange wave. Um, if you uh, put red and yellow uh, referring to uh, cowardice, you get orange. It seems to me that the uh, the right is uh, caving in more and more to the left uh, by the moment. That's, yeah. that's my comment. Syncretism. Well, absolutely. And, and you bring out a good point, but here's, here's what really you're saying. What we're seeing happening in America and around the world is exactly what was prophesied that would take place, these perilous times. What, every time you see something negative, like you brought out, it should be pointing us as God's people to what? We're getting closer to the end times because it's exactly what Paul brought out in 2 Timothy 2 chapters, or in 2 Timothy chapters 3 and 4. We've got Malcolm calling from Florida, Osprey, Florida, and Malcolm, you're on the air. Good afternoon. I want to tell you about what I learned in the year 2018 from a per person that you've had on the radio before, Kamal Salim, out of Colorado Springs. And he identified the three aspects of the unholy trinity ruling America for the last 40 or 50 years. Now, let me give you a little history on Kamal we, we, Salim. We don't have time for that. Let's oh, go right okay. to your question, if you would, for our guest today. Okay, well, uh, I need to know what he knows about the unholy trinity, which is the communist control of America, number two of the trinity, the silent civilized jihad, and number three, the control of the news media. Okay, thank you for that question here. While we observe those things taking place, you referred to a different unholy trinity as right. Scripture unfolds it. Well, absolutely. What you pointed out is certainly things that are taking place. When we look at the biblical satanic trinity, we're specific to Revelation 13, which is the Antichrist, the false prophet, and Satan. Now, what you're referring to is a totally uh, different sphere, but I'm sticking specifically with what is spoken about in Bible prophecy in Revelation 13. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Our number, 800-733-9829. Merle in Tennessee, you're on the air. Yeah, Jim. I wanted to ask your guest if he is familiar with the Daigle Report, which is associated with our military. They project populations out about five, ten years they are projecting the population of America in 2025 to be around 90 million. Right. Well, uh, actually, we discussed that a, a little bit ago. In fact, uh, Jim handed me a, a documentary, if you will, on this issue. So, yes, we're currently at 8 billion people. And uh, looking at 15 to 17 years from now, it's projected that we'll be at 9 billion people. This is one of the main reasons why some of these globalists are very upset because they're believing 
too many people are going to burn up too many resources, which is a problem. So part of this issue is to reduce their issue is to reduce population. So, yes, it's a huge issue uh, that's going to be faced on a global basis, not from the Christian side, but from the satanic side. And and specifically on that issue, Merle, we're not familiar with the report that says just 90 million people for the United States uh, as such. All right. Yep. Uh, yep. Any uh, any further comment there, Merle? No, that's it. Thank Great. You, Thanks, Jim. Tim in Crawford, Tennessee. You're on the air. Yes, brother Jim, Pastor. Uh, enjoy your show. Uh, good afternoon to both of you. Yeah, I got a question for you. Uh, I'm a Sunday school teacher, and I'd always understood uh, that we would not know who the Antichrist was. We wouldn't be around. And listen, I stumbled on a couple of things, and I wanted to get the the pa- uh, pastor's opinion. Uh, you just was speaking out of a Second Thessalonians a minute ago, where it says, "Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there be a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition." Well, according to that, it sounds like that we will be here when he is revealed. And then one more place, uh, Matthew twenty-four, where it talks about when you see. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. And then it gives you just a few more. There's a few more verses here that gives you some warning. And then verse 21, for then, in other words, it sounds like it's going to be after we see the abomination of desolation that we know will be committed by the Antichrist. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not seen since the beginning of the world, uh, nor shall ever be. So anyway, I wanted to get uh, your the, the pastor's opinion on that. Great. Thank you. Do you think the church will know who the Antichrist is, or do you think we'll be raptured out very early? All right. Uh, great questions. I addressed that in my book I wrote on Tribulation to Triumph, the Olivet Discourse, which handles Matthew 24 and 25. When Jesus gave that prophetic preaching, it had nothing to do with the church, which is unfortunately many people are misinterpreting Matthew 24. Matthew 24 is signs dealing with the tribulation period after the rapture has taken place. So Matthew 24 and 25 are all signs, which are all reiterated in Revelation chapter 6 through 19. The abomination of desolation happens three and a half years after the rapture, and that's also spoken about in Revelation 13, when the Antichrist sets up the abomination of desolation with the false prophet. Any person that doesn't worship the false prophet at that time, Revelation 13 will be Kill. Second Thessalonians 2, which you mentioned, has, again, that is Paul addressing the Thessalonian Christians who thought they were in the tribulation period, which they were not, and he made that clear. And he's like, I'm going to prove to you you're not in the tribulation because the Antichrist hasn't been revealed, the apostasy hasn't happened yet, and that's truly what he's pointing out. So uh, you kind of, I appreciate the question, but it was a little reversed on what the Apostle Paul was actually dealing with. So will the church age know who the Antichrist is? The answer is no. Uh, we can guess, we can speculate. Is the Antichrist alive today? Probably. Do we know who it is? We will not know the answer. We'll be up in heaven when he's revealed. We appreciate your call. We did do a crosstalk interview on this topic August 18th. So you go to crosstalkamerica.com and put in the search engine Tribulation to Triumph. We dealt with that Olivet Discourse on that particular day. Thanks for the call. We are out of time on the broadcast. Pastor Schmidt, thank you for being with us. Well, thanks so much for having me, and I trust folks will enjoy the book. And, uh, friends, you can obtain a copy of the book. Our way of saying thank you for your gift of $16 or more at vcyamerica.org, vcyamerica.org, or by calling 800-729-9829. God bless you, folks. Thanks for joining us on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.